Welcome to the UCM Interface Bible Study Podcast, isang Bible study podcast by Pinoy's for Pinoy's, hosted by UCM Interface, ang young adults community ng Union Church of Manila. Taglish conversational, expository, or inductive study method. Di kami experts, most of us are young professionals, but we do try our best to study context and let scripture speak for itself. Sa aming book studies and special topics, yung goal namin is to provide you with materials to help you live, work, speak, and serve as a follower of Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us at kung trip nyo tong ginagawa namin, maybe subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello everybody, my name is Gutch, commercial voice artist. I'm Rainier, I'm the director of the Young Adult Ministry at Union Church of Manila. Hi, my name is Mitch. I am a writer and an editor. Hi, my name is Megan. In the last podcast, I was in the middle of transferring jobs, but now I already started my job a few weeks ago. Yay! Congratulations! Congratulations. Thank you! <laughs> so we're now in our second episode sa Book of Ruth. At para sa episode na to, ang didiscuss natin ay Ruth Chapter 2. But before that, magrika po na tayo sa mga pangyayari sa chapter 1. Previously on Ruth chapter 1. So we saw that there was a family that went to Moab since there was a famine in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And then when they were in Moab, like the husband and mm-hmm. the sons died. The mga yeah. guys na ubos. Oh, ubos. So the three girls, Naomi and her two daughters-in-law, they went back to Bethlehem. Kasi nakabalita sila ng uh, there was bread, bread sa, sa house of bread. House of bread. Pwede na bumalik. So on the way back, Naomi tells Ruth and Orpa that they should go back to their own lands. Uh, kayo. Right. Orpa's the one who leaves. Ruth stays with Naomi. Yeah, that's yung right. famous line yung, uh, your people shall be my people. Yeah. Yeah. Your God, my God. Yeah. Uh, your God, my God. Yeah. Tapos nung nakabalik na sila sa Bethlehem, nagulat yung mga tao parang, si Naomi ba yan? Who this? Is that girl? Yeah, and Naomi says that don't call her Naomi but call her Mary. Right. God has treated her bitterly. Oh, Ito na yung rebranding. Rebranding. So, side note lang. Actually, this is the only time that Mara comes out. She never actually gets called Mara. Yeah, true. That's Right. Then the last verse is, and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. Parang may um, cliffhanger. Oh, right, may pagka right. cliffhanger yeah. Siya, no? yeah, yeah. The theme about God's providence and His sovereignty was very clear in chapter one. Oh. Kasi, diba, it's the Lord who provided. You know, He made it happen. Mawala na yung famine at meron na ulit bread sa house of bread. Right. At makikita pa natin yung theme na yan, yung providence ng Panginoon in uh, the next few chapters. And even dito sa chapter 2, makikita natin. But bago natin simulan yung ating discussion sa chapter 2, let's go through our reading. 3, 2, 1, and... The Book of Ruth. Ruth, chapter 2. Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech. Behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And the servant, who was in charge of the reapers, answered, She's the young Moabite woman 
who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. She came. She has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter. Do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, and how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward will be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied, and she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, saying, Let her glean among the sheaves and do not reproach her. And also, pull out some from the bundles for her and leave it for her to glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today? And where have you worked? <gasps> Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Oh, may he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, Besides, he said to me, you shall keep close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests. And she lived with her mother-in-law. Okay, well, let's begin. We are now in chapter 2. We'll go verse by verse. At saka meron tayo dito mga concepts that we need to understand. Cultural insights that will help us appreciate the story better. Let's look at verse 1. Now, Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. Here in chapter 2, we are introduced to a new character, and his name is Boaz. At dito, he was described as a man of standing. Sa NIV, a man of standing. Ano yung sa inyo? 
ESV is a worthy man. So NLT, wealthy and influential man. Wealthy and influential man. Okay. Positive lahat, ano? Pero I just would like to point out that this word in Hebrew, it's chayil. This word, medyo malawak yung meaning niya. It could define a warrior, a strong government, someone who is wealthy, someone who possesses power. Very positive naman yung meaning. Ibat ibang meanings niya. But at the same time, this word could also mean someone who has integrity. Because oh. if you quickly go to chapter 3, verse 11, sino ang describe dito as a person with chayil? Now, don't worry about the thing. My daughter, I will do what is necessary. For everyone in town knows you are a virtuous woman. Yun, virtuous in the NIV is a woman of noble character. It's the same word, chayil. It's ah. the same word. Although, I think what they're doing sa pag-translate nito sa chapter 2, kasi mas parang klaro dito na mayaman nga si Boaz. Yeah. Pero hindi lang siya mayaman as we will see. We will also learn that Boaz is also a man of integrity. Someone who, like Ruth, also has noble character. So, importante yan. Kaya nga, palagay ko, inintroduce agad sa atin and made it clear that this is a man of chayil. Yes. Right? Yeah. Tandaan natin ha, bakit importante itong description kay Boaz as a man of chayil. Because this was the time of the, anong setting na to? Judges. Judges. Yes. Uh, everybody did whatever they wanted. Right. <laughs> if you have a man of chayil during the time of judges or mga chieftains, tribes yan eh, ibig sabihin parang, uy, Parang may pag-asa pa tayo dito. Parang merong namang mababait na tao naman pala rin yeah. nung time of the judges. Uh, tsaka hindi ba yung pangalan ni Boaz ibig sabihin is strength? Yeah. In the strength of Yahweh. In the strength of Yahweh, that's correct. Lakas. Uh, malakas siya. <laughs> Lakas yung dating niya. Uh, and established din agad that he is from the clan of Elimelech. Those descriptions are very, very important. That's right. Itong first line na to, nakaka-OC kasi parang in terms of story flow, yung narrative starts from verse 2 eh. Pero mm-hmm. binigyan tayo ng, basically yung punchline, hinihint na niya dun sa first line pa lang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Parang Chekhov's gun. Ano ba yung Chekhov's gun? Hindi ko naman yung Chekhov's gun. Is this Anton Chekhov, yung Russian writer? Yes, correct. So, yung Chekhov's gun, if you introduce a gun in the first act, you have to use it in the second one. So this is a literary tool. Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. So nag-drop na siya ng hint of, by the way, ah, important itong part na right. to. Ah. Yeah. This will come in later. Ah, Yan. So. Oh. Okay. And then let's move to verse 2. Right. Here in verse 2, medyo naglakas loob itong si Ruth. Eh. Ano yung sinabi niya sa mother-in-law niya? She said, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him, in whose sight I shall find favor. Go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain. Now, this has to be explained. Uh, what, what is going on here? Yes. Now, titignan natin yung Old Testament background because what she is referring to has something to do with the laws on gleaning. So, I'm going to ask Megan to read Leviticus 19 verses 9 to 10. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge. Neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. And you shall not strip your vineyard bare. Neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. Ah, okay. Very interesting law. Sabi, you don't reap to the very edges of your field. So yung buong field mo, hindi mo uubusin. Meron kang ititira. 
Uh-huh. yung edges ng field mo. Huwag mo nang galawin yan. But look, it doesn't even say gaano kalaki yung edge? Anong measurement? Wala na mo sinabi. Right, o nga eh. Wala nga eh. Basta yung edges eh. Yeah. Oo, diba? <laughs> Isip mo, gano'n ka edge yung edge na yun? Gano'n siya ka-edge? <laughs> <laughs> diba? So that is left to the landowner. Yeah. Bahala ka. To their discretion. Generous ka ba? O ano ka ba? Matamot ka ba? Right. Ito uh... pa, look at verse 10. Kung may vineyard ka, Siyempre, pag nag-harvest ka, no? minsan may nakakalimutan ka. Mm. Ay, hindi ko napitas yun. Huwag mo na raw balikan. Touch move na. Oo. Or if they fall on the ground. If they fall on the ground, you don't pick them up. Right. Iwan na. Kasi iiwan mo na rin yun for the poor. Yes. Okay? And by the way, when we say poor, ano yung poor nga na classification na yan? Sino-sino yung poor sa Israel? The foreigners, the orphans, and the widows. Foreigner, orphan, orphan and widow. widow. Okay. Sa tatlong yan. Check yung dalawa. Paano eh. na siya? Diba? This gives us a glimpse kung ano itong law of gleaning. And then, Gutsch, if you could read Deuteronomy 24, 19 to 22. Sige. When you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. When you beat your olive trees, you shall not go over them again. It shall be for the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not strip it afterward. It shall be for the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore, I command you to do this. This time, it's not talking about the edges of the field. Pero ito naman, ang sinasabi niya, yung naiwan. Yung mga oh. naiwan. Kaba, siyempre, ano yan eh? May mga sheaves? Or yung sa atin, sa Tagalog, yung bigkis? Ah, yung pala- May mga pinabundle-bundle okay. mo yan eh. Oo. Eh, pag nakalimutan mo yun, pag mo nang balikan, Uh-oh. iwan mo na iwan yun sa fatherless, widow, and... Foreigner. Foreigners. The foreigner. Yeah. Iiwan na lang yun. So, ganun din. Sa olives naman, kasi tatanggalin mo yung, yung fruit, di ba? Pag may naiwan, dun sa sanga-sanga, papayaan mo na yun. Mo na. Ibigay mo na rin yun. Dun sa fatherless, sa widow, at saka sa foreigner. Okay? So, palaging ganun yung principle. And what is their motivation according to Deuteronomy 24, verse 22? Nanggaling kayo sa Egypt, slaves kayo dati sa Egypt, kaya wag yung... Oo. You're a stranger yeah. in a strange land. Huwag niyong kalimutan ko sa kayo nang galing. Like you were recipients of God's grace. Oh, because oh. you were recipients of my grace, nice. dapat oh. you pay it forward. Kayo din. Yeah. Diba? Yeah. Because Israel is called to bear the name of God. You are representing God and this is just one of the many ways that you can represent God. And that is by showing justice, treating people with compassion, mercy, and generosity. Oh, well, fair program talaga siya, no? Oh, pero ito pa rin ang mapapansin nyo about these laws on gleaning. Hindi dole out. Yeah, the poor are supposed to do something. Right. You have to work for it, too. Hindi siya ayuda na hinahatid. Oh, ito, ayuda nyo, oh. Hindi ganun, eh. So, you have to work for it. And why do you think this was the design? Well, I think it's because if it's a dole out, they're not dignified. That's very true. But if they have to work for it, not only does the law address material poverty, but also poverty of dignity. Exactly. Yes. I love Which that. Which is yeah. the root problem. You know, you still have that feeling of self-worth. Worth then, ba? At least, you know, you're able to do kahit 
ito lang, may nagagawa ka pa rin. And it makes you part pa rin of the community. Mm. Kasi sumusunod ka eh, doon sa workers. So, you know, right. nakikita. And then, as later on, we'll see, nakikain pa siya, diba? So, you know, rather than like, disempowered na nga sila, disenfranchised na sila, i-dehumanize mo pa ba? Mm-hmm. Of course not. Mm-hmm. They're still part of the community. They're still part of the active work. Active part diba? of the community. Yes, they're still active. That's true. Oh, which, of course, will lead them, hopefully, to productivity then in the future. And further opportunities. Yeah, and it's really, you know, God's heart is really about fellowship. Yeah. And, and you can see that here in the community that he's establishing with the Israelites. He wants them to be in community with each other, in fellowship with each other. Kahit mahirap ka pa, kahit widow ka, orphan ka, foreigner ka, kung nandyan ka, you're part of the community. So, you know, you have to be active within it. That's correct. Ito maganda sa design, God's design for his law and how to help people. Tama yung point ni Megan about poverty of dignity. When you are working with the poor, and ito yung isa sa mga unang-unang naging ministry ko when I started working full-time in the ministry. Kasi, ano eh, nakita ko yung poverty talaga eh. This was after martial law. Mm. And the Philippines was very, very poor. That's and right. as a new Christian, I felt that the Lord just wanted me to be part of this kind of outreach. So, ang isa sa mga naging una kong ministries was to help the poor. At isang natutunan ko, ang unang-unang poverty ng mga mahihirap, well, material is part of that, but actually, it's a poverty of dignity. And I agree with Mitch that the Lord wants these vulnerable members of society who are usually just on the edges, invisible people in society, in the community, God wants them to have a voice and have a full participation in the life of the community. And that's why the law was designed in this way. I'm also brought back to the Genesis account when God created man. He created us to work in the garden. Then I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not meant to just lay around, but to actually be productive. So I hope this background can help us appreciate what's going to unfold in this chapter. Okay. Mm-hmm. The fact that Ruth knows what she's supposed to do implies that she's aware of the provisions in the law of God. Diba? Yes, correct. Alam niya yung dapat niyang gawin eh. But look at this. Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Bakit? Why does she have to clarify that? Because people didn't obey that provision during that time. Right. Because this was the time of the judges. Kakatakot sila, di ba? Yun sa translation ko, it says, anyone who is kind enough to let me do to it. let me do so, it. Hindi sila kind, guys. Not <laughs> during the time of the judges. Oh, sertihan na lang kung sino yung makapagbigay ng mercy sa amin. Oh. Oh. I'm sure Naomi was aware of the risks. So, ito yung unang beses na Ruth ventured out into the fields at bahala na si Batman kung meron ba akong makukuhang pagkain. Kasi baka mamatay lang tayo. Oh, baka mamatay lang si Ruth. Eh. Dalawa lang yun eh. Mamatay ka sa gutom o mamatay ka habang kumukuha ka ng pagkain. Okay, oh. Di ba? Ito na, in verse 3, let, let's look at verse 3. What happened in verse 3? So, Ruth went out to gather grain behind the harvesters. And as it happened, she found herself working in a field that belonged to Boaz the relative of her father-in-law, Elimelech. Dito sa NIV, it says, as it turned out. In ESV, it's happened to come. Uy, akalain mo yun. Oo, oh, oh, parang ganun, <laughs> di ba? Akalain mo. Ganun Makes pala. it sound like chance. Uh, chance. Uh-huh. But we know that God is orchestrating all of these chances, quote-unquote. Ayan na naman. Di ba yun yung theme na yan eh? Yeah. It's everywhere in the book of Ruth. 
this theme of God's providence that God, you know, is just there behind the scenes. Kasi ito naman, like we said, wala naman parting of the Red Sea dito, wala naman dito yung mga spectacular. But we know that God is working. Yeah. Merong going to the field to glean. Y- yun oh. lang naman ang gusto niya eh. Punta lang naman siya sa tindahan, bibili oh. ng suka. Oh. Oh, oh. Diba? Sakalain mo yun, biglang may ganun. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to verse 4, syempre, parang, okay, this is God orchestrating events. Mm. Ito na naman. Just then, paano ba sa inyo? And behold. And behold. Akalain mo yun ulit? Surprise. <laughs> Again. Plot twist. Nakikita nyo, it's like yung bawat movement, is it merely a coincidence, yeah. di ba? Let's right. see. Pagpasok ni Boaz, ano agad yung sinabi niya dun sa workers niya? The Lord be with you. The Lord be with you. And I believe that this is more than just a perfunctory greeting. And we can prove this habang nakikilala natin kung sino si Boaz. And the Lord here, it means actually Yahweh. But of course, they wrote it as Lord instead of writing Yahweh. And then the harvesters greeted him back. The Lord bless you. Yeah. The Lord bless you. Although greeting lang to, I think this right away reveals something about the character of Boaz. Remember siya ang may-ari ng lupa. Siya yung boss dito. What I find interesting dito, yung setting niya is judges eh. Mm-mm. In the time of the judges. Mm-hmm. So parang yung itong little community na to, may mga sumusunod pa kay Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Alam mo yung ganong klase na in the yeah. midst of all that darkness, yeah. dito sa little community na to, may little light dito. Yes, Pero yung feeling yes. eh na, tapos sige mo, papatayan sa lahat ng iba. Dito may mga, uy, nag-God bless sila. Parang the Lord be. <laughs> right. <laughs> You could sense that perhaps there is a very positive environment. Yes. Huh? Pero may napansin si Boaz in verse 5. Ano yung tanong niya dun sa kanyang overseer ng mga harvesters niya? What did he ask? Whose young woman is this? Who this? Hello. Who this? <laughs> Pero tingnan niyo ha, pakinggan niyo mabuti ha. Pasahin ko yung question sa NIV. Who does that young woman belong, belong to? to? Mm. Whose young woman is this dito sa ESV? Kanino siya galing? Oh. Ano to? Um, clan? Or uh, kaninong servant siya? Parang oh, gano'n? Sa atin kasi, medyo parang bastos. Super. We don't belong to anyone, di ba? Yung question niya parang napaka-condescending. Right, diba? right, right. Property? Property siya? Yeah. Rather than yung sino siya? Sinong may ari sa kanya? Parang gano'ng klase yung tunog eh. Yeah, yeah. But if you're going to paraphrase it, yung tanong dito... Whose daughter or wife is she? Mm-mm. At saka yung idea kanina sinasuggest nyo, to which clan does she belong? Mm. Ganun kasi yung identity mo eh. You're attached to someone or a group. Ganun talaga yung identity. So, para lang yung ganito. Pag may nakita ka mga bata, pakalat-kalat, ano usually yung tanong? <laughs> Kaninong anak yan? <laughs> Kanino yung batang yan? Di ba? Parang ganun pa nga. It's something like that. So, this is not meant to be offensive. Yeah. Okay? Kaya yung mga readers nito, wag naman kayong judger agad. Meron yung cultural background. <laughs> May cultural okay. context siya. Okay. Ito yung maganda. The overseer replied, at ano yung sinabi niya? Siguro, Mitch, if you could read verse 6. And the foreman replied, She is the young woman from Moab who came back with Naomi. Isa-isahin natin how the overseer described Ruth. First, she was identified as a... The Moabite woman. Moabite. Okay, yung ethnicity niya. And then... Came back with Naomi. Came uh, back yeah. with Naomi. Uh, Ayun na naman, identity niya naka-attach din kay Naomi. And then verse 7 explains something. Nag-request siya, di ba? Yeah, please let me glean and gather. Yeah. Behind the harvesters. In fact, alam niya. Again, awareness of the law. Alam niya yung position niya. Alam niya yung dapat niyang gawin. But look, ano pa yun? Yung dinagdag ng overseer. She asked me this morning... 
if she could gather grain behind the harvesters. She has been hard at work ever since, except for a few minutes rest in the shelter. Masipag si ate. Masipag to. Ang interesting na merong except for a short except rest. Eh, may <laughs> tingit lang talaga yung short rest. Eh. Na-imagine ko siya na parang, ayan ako, ang sipag niyan. Nagpahinga siya ng konti. Konti lang. Parang ganon. <laughs> konti lang. Can you imagine na? Siyempre, siguro she started very early in the morning. Yeah. Medyo okay pa yun. Malamig-lamig pa yun eh. Pero this is a semi-arid place. Yeah. So pag medyo tumataas na yung araw, sobra na yung init. Diba? Mahirap na trabaho to. Something I noticed then. Dahil nagtanong si Boaz dun sa Reapers na, who's young woman is this? Ibig sabihin, kilala niya lahat ng tao. That's true. Oh. Yung character ni Boaz, uh, na man of integrity, diba? worthy man. Oo nga. Diba? The Lord Oo be naman. with you. I'm just thinking about him as a as a landowner na, I'm just assuming it from this statement na, na kilala niya lahat ng mga to eh. So, alaga niya na hindi to mga numero lang. Kilala right. ko yung mga tao na to. I, I know them by faces. Oh. I know them by oh, names. Nice. I agree with you, Gooch. Kasi nga yung, you know, if usually boss ka ganyan. Invisible naman lahat yung mga yan. Eh. Diba? Security guard lang yan. Mm. Maintenance crew lang yan. You don't treat them as humans. Oh, ito kilala niya na parang, oh, I know everybody's faces here except that one. May bago. Very oh. obvious talaga kung sino yung bago. Inaalam niya. I think very personable naman itong si Boas din. Eh. Malalim pa yung naisip mo, Gooch. Ako naman, yung naisip ko lang, siguro maganda siya. <laughs> <laughs> Kasi diba, pag yung guy nagtatanong, uy, sino yun? Ibig sabihin, cute yung girl. Mm, malisyosa ka lang. <laughs> <laughs> Oo nga eh. Sorry, Lord. <laughs> so, let's proceed to verse 8. Kinausap ni Boaz, si Ruth. Anong sinabi ni Boaz? Sige, so 8-9. Now listen, my daughter, and do not go to glean in another field or leave this one. But keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. How did Boaz address Ruth? Daughter. Kung tinatawag niyang daughter si Ruth, what does that mean? He's old. Tito level. <laughs> so, Tito na siya. Tito oh. Boaz na siya. Tito Boaz. Iha. Oh, Iha. Oh my gosh. Paano si Boaz na Tito Zone siya? <laughs> he Tito Zoned himself. Oh. Yeah, he oh. did. So, wala pala siyang intention. Wow. Wala. wala. Uh-huh. Mabait lang pala siya. Mabait lang talaga siya. I think our reading is influenced by our assumption that this is a love story between Boaz and True. True. Yeah. Parang pinipilit natin. Di ba? Na-influence you're, you're wearing the spectacles na romantic story to romantic story. Because oh, it's always been presented that way, eh. Di ba? True, na parang true. love story. Uh, and then you have to, uh, ano, make kilig moment. And find your own Boaz. Oh, <laughs> di ba? Pero yun, tinito zone na niya ang sarili niya. <laughs> so, daughter. So, ang obvious dito, may age gap na malaki. Yeah. Pero ano pa yung mga sinabi niya? Okay, Ruth. I think gives Ruth some sense of assurance and security. Ano, ano ito mga sinabi niya? Una, Do not go to glean in another field or leave this one but keep close to my young women. Sabihin, dito ka na lang. And again, why? Safe dito. Protectado ka dito. Kasi she might get assaulted sa ibang field hmm, or Possibly. Something. Yeah. yeah. Judges. Time of the judges. Diba? Delikado ng panahon na yun. Eh, syempre, she's a foreigner, a Moabite. And a widow. And of course, she's a woman. Yep. And during that time, grabe talaga ang baba ng tingin sa mga babae. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. this shows that Boaz has concern for Ruth's security. Matao niya. Protective uh, tito. Very protective tito siya. Yan. And then, in verse 9, ano yun naman yung dagdag na sinabi? 
Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? Ano to? It's like he's promoting anti-sexual harassment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Kaya dito sa workplace na to, meron talagang anti-sexual harassment policy si Boaz. And then may dagdag pa yan eh, sa verse 9. And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Pupunta ka doon. Sa... Yung water station. Yeah, sa atin, parang dispenser, oh. Pero may mga jars na yan, eh. May mga jars that's filled with water. Kung saan yun nag-iigib, tapos, di ba? Oh, Nakapag-iigib na sila, so parang natrabaho na nila. Oo. Uh, uh, alam mo, napaka-importante nito. Because, first of all, kung foreigner ka, ikaw ang taga-iigib ng tubig ng mga Israelites. Mm. Yeah. And then, Kung babae ka na Israelite, trabaho mo na mag-igib ng tubig for the men. Because the men are working. Ang babae, kukuha ng water. Ganun yung expectation. But look what Boaz did. The young men have drawn the water. Yes. The men will draw it for you. So, parang lahat nito mga cultural norms na to, binali. Kaya tuloy, it's not surprising that in verse 10, ano yung naging response ni Ruth? Ruth fell at his feet and thanked him warmly. What have I done to deserve such kindness? She asked. I am only a foreigner. Because in the Israelite world, as a foreigner, she has very little to expect. Very mababa ang tingin sa kanila. Uh, oh. I'm sure she was very overwhelmed. Because hmm, she fell at his feet. Hindi ko inaasahan to. Yeah, she just wanted to get some konting barley. Eh, para lang may pangkain kami. Yeah, that's and it. he gives her more. May protection, may benefits. Makainom ka pa ng tubig. Oh. Mm-hmm. Kaya nga, sinabi niya, Why have I found such favor? This word means grace. Diba? Mm. When you say grace, there's something incongruous. Hindi ako bagay dito eh, pero yun ang binigay mo eh. That I have found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner. Notice that you notice me. Kasi ito, literally, is you see me. Ganda nun. Because they weren't seen during that time. Invisible yan ang mga taong yan eh. Sila yung mga dinadaan-daanan mo lang sa lobby. Mm-mm. May dignity. She's recognized. She's not treated as an outsider. She's not invisible. So ang ganda, di ba? Tingnan naman natin kung anong klase itong response ni Boaz. Okay, 11 to 12. But Boaz answered her, all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me. Mm. And how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Yeah. backstory. I mean, it's not a big town. Eh. Yeah. It's a small town. Yeah, that's Everybody true. probably talked Yes. about it. The word spread that there was a Moabite, a widow who abandoned everything, left her people, uh, her family, her God, to go with a widow. Baka she's the only Moabite there. Probably. Yeah. Oh, oh. Mm. Even today, it's still pretty unusual. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's maalala mo kaya. Super MMK to. Oh, <laughs> MMK. Kasi naman, di ba, in chapter 1, nat- nalaman nga natin that Naomi had released her daughters in law from any moral or any legal obligations. Yeah. Tapos na, uwi hmm. na kayo. Oh. Si Orpa, pinili niya, very practical. Yeah. Uh-huh. But for Ruth, she preferred or she chose what was uncertain yes. and unknown. Yeah. Yun ang nakakagulat sa decision na ginawa ni Ruth. Siguro nag-stick sa isip ni Boaz, no? It was something that he appreciated about Ruth. Mm-mm. Ito ngayon yung blessing ni Boaz in verse 12. 
the Lord repay you for what you have done. So, kung the Lord repay you for what you have done, ano yung kanyang worldview? That God rewards the righteous. So, they live in a world that has order. Even in the midst of, of all judges. the things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even in the midst uh, of all of yeah. that. Maganda yeah. yun dito sa NLT. I like the way that it's worded na, May the Lord... The God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Mm-hmm. Parang you've taken refuge in a foreign God, di ba? Right. Kasi sa Moabite. Eh. And so, may He reward you fully. Yeah. I guess yun yung reputation na lumabas na ito yung balita. Iniwanan ng Moabite na to lahat ng alam niya, lahat ng pamilya niya, at yung gods niya. Sumama kay Naomi na walang pag-asa. Mm-hmm. Dead Uh-oh. end. All because of this, she is taking refuge under Yahweh. Right. Yeah, and they're like, oh, wow. So, makita natin dito, one, Boaz believes that this world, we know it's a mess. This is the time of the judges, but we are still governed by order because God is here, God is governing us. Pero, sinabi rin niya this very beautiful language about being covered, seeking refuge under God's wings. Tingnan natin to. This is very, very biblical, very Old Testament. Let's read a few verses to understand what it means. Psalm 17, 8. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. The shadow of your wings. By the way, Megan, if you could also read verse 9 so we could get a, a bit more context. From the wicked who do me violence, my deadly enemies who surround me. Protection from enemies. Yes, yeah. protection from wicked people, from his enemies. So, meron na tayong ganung idea. Okay, the next one. Psalm 36, verse 7. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Because if you are in the shadow of God's wings, Shempre, this is very figurative language. Shadow of God's wings. Ano yung experience nila dito? Security. Security. But the first line of verse 7. Love. Yes, God's unfailing love is experienced here. That's why we want to stay under God's protection or in the shadow of His wings to take refuge in Him. Okay, the last one. Psalm 57 verse 1. Have mercy on me, O God, have mercy. I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by. Pero yung unang line kasi, have, have mercy, mercy on, on me. me. Yeah. Aside from his love, what else? Kahabagan niyo po ako. Oo. May compassion dito eh. Mm-mm. Kaya hindi ako aalis dito. Importante tong verse 12, by the way, because... Pagdating natin sa chapter 3, lalabasan naman tong theme na to. Okay, so let's continue. Ruth responded, and what did she say? Then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. Sa akin, ano, you have comforted me by speaking so kindly to me. Siguro, yung anxiety of, this is it, I could be dead by Uh-oh. this day. <laughs> yeah. Kasi yeah. nga naman, Lalabas ka dyan. Eh, alam mo naman ang baba ng tingin sa'yo. Risk itong ginawa. Pero, wow. Nag-iba yung araw niya. Hindi na nakakatakot. Tapos, eto pa eh. Sabi dito, you have spoken kindly. You know what that literally means? You have spoken to the heart. Oh, I'm so touched kanon. Di ba ang ganda? Di kasi very compassionate. Tsaka just think of the story. Yeah. Think of the character. Puro bad news yung nangyayari sa buhay nila. And I just wonder if like this is the first time she actually gets good news. After yeah. years, yeah. Diba? This is a very beautiful reversal 
of their situation, both for Ruth and Naomi. In the first place, she's doing this for Naomi, not yes. just for herself. And then, mas marami pang ipapakitang kagandahan ng loob si Boaz. So let's move now to verse 14. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied and she had some left over. So, ibig sabihin, binigyan siya ng exceptional na mga privileges. Yun yung matindi dito, may vinaigrette talaga. Eh, no? uh, yun ba yun? Yung dipping the bread in the sour wine? Yeah, parang sa Italianis. Yun talaga yun. Shabata with balsamic. Lumabas na yung kasasyalan. Okay. So, yeah. Meron na siyang special privileges. Tsaka, di ba sabi, I think it was you, Mitch, who said na, you know, Boas wanted her to be part of the group. So she's not treated as an outsider. Kita na natin yeah. Which is interesting kasi dito, so she sat beside the reapers. Kumain sila magkakasama. So she, they're eating with the foreigner. Yeah. Uh-oh. The Moabite. Grabe yan. Mm-hmm. Oh. Tsaka isa pang interesting na detail dito. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. Oh, may take home pa. <laughs> Buffet. <laughs> when was oh. the last time na nakakain siya, na busog na busog na siya, may left over pa. Diba? Gumaganda yung kwento. So sa so 15 and 16. When Ruth went back to work again, Boaz ordered his young men, let her gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping her, and pull out some heads of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. Tulungan nyo na rin siya. Wag nyo siya pahirapan, guys. Pero niremind muna na wag nyo siyang babastusin. At saka, kung natatandaan nyo, ano yung sinabi sa law? edges lang. Just to leave the edges. But he goes above and beyond. Tsaka magtapon daw sila on purpose. Diba intentional to? So ano nakikita natin? Was Boaz limited by the provisions in the law? No. No, no, he wasn't. Above and beyond. O oh, yun. Kasi, kumbaga, minimum requirement lang yun eh. Uh-oh. Bahala ka na. Kung landowner ka, bahala ka na magpakita ng generosity. That's really up to you. Kaya nga, that clause was concluded by, you know, God's statement. Remember, there's a recollection here. Never ever forget, mm-hmm. you were slaves in Egypt. I showed you grace. Mm-hmm. Pay it forward. Show grace to others. May nalalang quote that I heard recently, but I forgot where. Yung, the people of grace have the thinnest book of rules. That's nice, yeah. That makes sense. May general principles. And rather than yung mga tao na, ano ba yung pwede? Ito, pwede ba to? Pwede ba to? Kasi yung mga batas, pwedeng ikot-ikutan yan. Eh. Yeah. Pharisees. Yeah. Oh, oh, Pharisees. Ito si Boaz, parang, yeah, I know what's in the law book, but because I have been shown grace by God, I will show extravagant, lavish grace then. Right. So, na-highlight dito talaga yung description about Boaz as a man of chayil. Hindi lang siya mayamang landowner, influential, known in the community. He is also a man of noble character. Yeah, and I love how Ruth is being blessed through Boaz. That's correct because we have here someone who is living out God's design for humanity. And that is we are his image bearers. We represent him. We reflect his beauty. We reflect his glory. We reflect his character. That's what we see here in Boaz. Bumabalik tayo dun palagi, Genesis 127. That's a recurring theme. Well, that's one of the major themes in Scripture. 
Okay, verses 17 to 18 is just a description ng patuloy na trabaho ni Ruth sa field. Yeah. So, nag-glean siya in the field until evening. O, di ba, buong araw. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Ang sipag. <laughs> sipag nga si ate, di ba? Oh. Uh, then she beat out what she had gleaned. It was about an ephah of barley. Here it says it was an entire basket. Yung na-research ko dito, it's 29 to 50 pounds. Wow. Mm-hmm. Parang sako ng bigas. Bigat nun ah. 10 oh. to 20 liters. Between 10 to 20 liters. So mag-isip ka ng Coke litro. <laughs> oh, she carried it back into town. Yes. Batakto ko si si Ruth eh. <laughs> Batakto. <laughs> si uh, meron akong nakita ring information dito. You know, regarding the ancient norm for daily rations. Daily ration pala is one liter lang. So there's a whole lot. So it was like a two-week supply. Marami na. Two to three weeks, di ba? Eh pareho naman silang mga babae, so low-calorie diet sila. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> Tapos si Naomi pa, di ba? Senior, di lalo pang mababa pa yung kain niya. Iksabihin talaga, super abundant talaga tong harvest Mm-mm. na to. Binig niya na siya ng extraordinary privileges, naka-harvest pa siya ng sobra-sobra. So, eto, ang dami-dami niyang nauwi, the grain. And then, in verse 18, she carried it back to town. And her mother-in-law, syempre, ah, nakita ni... Gulat. Oh, gulat siya. Mm-hmm. So, her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Inuwi talaga yun. May take home ako. Ito po, mama. May vinaigrette pa. Nasa tetra pa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Verse 19... Where did you gather all this grain today? Naomi asked. Where did you work? May the Lord bless the one who helped you. So Ruth told her mother-in-law about the man in whose field she had worked. She said, the man I worked with today is named Boaz. Aha! I'm sure hindi ito yung ina-expect ni Naomi. But you know what? Hanggang dito, pansinin nyo, yung identity ni Boaz was still hidden to Ruth. Yeah, she didn't know. That he was part of the clan of Elimedar. Tayo lang may alam eh. Kasi Oo. parang meron tayong narrator voice lang tayo eh. Kasi na-mention twice. Ano to ni Elimelech? Pero siya hindi niya alam. Pero sila, this is the first time na Boaz lumabas. <laughs> Ngayon lang na-reveal sino tong character na si Boaz. So anong sabi ni Naomi? Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. Wow. Finally, na-define. Ito na siya. That's in contrast to what she said in the end of chapter 1, where she said, call me Mara. <laughs> Now she's like, oh my gosh, God has blessed me. Right. Baka nag-moment lang siya noon. Nobody actually calls her Mara after that. Wala naman. Oh. I like what she said though. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. Who's the living? Sila. Oh. Sila. Si Naomi at saka si Ruth. What about the dead? Her husband. Her husband. Oo, kasi parang nagkaroon siya ng pag-asa na, wait a minute, this man is one of our kinsman redeemers. He's one of our guardian redeemers. May pag-asa pa pala. It's not going to be uh, like a dead end for you know my dead husband. His name will still carry on type of thing. Yes. It's not the end of the story. Pinapakita na agad na ganun. So verse 21, Then Ruth the Moabite said, He even said to me, Stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. But wait, there's yeah. more. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> Ganito siyang kabait. Kasi sinasabi niya, until they finish harvesting all my grain, ilang buwan pa to. Kasi yung harvesting starts around April and then ends in June. Tatlong buwan. Hanggat matapos na tong harvest season, dito ka lang. Wow. Assured ang provision. Hindi kayo magugutom. 
hindi to one-time kindness lang. It's a long, long-term kindness to. Yes, hindi to yung one-time ayuda. One-time ayuda na 1,000 pesos lang. <laughs> okay, so verse 22, yeah. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with this young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. Sinabi nga ni Boaz yun. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests. And she lived with her mother-in-law. So ito na nga, tinapos yung buong harp. So there. I just wonder kung ano yung feeling nila Naomi, di ba? Na parang go my daughter, na parang ang risky nito. And then suddenly, uy, good news. Oo. Binigyan ka parang protection. Yeah. May take home ka na yeah. nga. Ang ganda ba ng harvest. May vinaigrette ka pa, gano'n. <laughs> And you have that security for the next few months na hindi tayo magugutom. Makakapag-ipon tayo. Right. Oo. Right. Sa akin, I think lahat to nangyari. Yung keyword dito na nakita ko, yung hmm. akalain mo. Uh-oh. As it happened. Parang ang daming nangyaring magaganda. Tapos, ano lang, parang kawin Incidents lang na ganun lang. Yeah. And so we would, you know, we want to ask ourselves, is it all up to us? Mm-mm. Is it us who define our destiny? What do we see in the story of Ruth? Is it all by chance? And there's this quote of John Piper, what the world calls luck is God's providence. We all think, coincidence lang? Is it really? But it's not. <laughs> Everything that's happening, it dovetails no, with God's purposes. Kahit hindi obvious, hindi nga merong uh, parting of the Red Sea dito, pero merong going to the field. At uh, di mo kalahin, uy, napunta siya dito. Uy, andun din si Ganto. Uh-oh. And it's not just random, it's very purposeful. There are like those little divine connections. And another thing that I like about, particularly here, chapter 2, is how Boaz was portrayed as God's instrument of blessing. He was like the hands and feet of God to someone who was very, very vulnerable in the community. And even in this chapter, we see Boaz being a man of hayil, diba. But we even see Ruth and her qualities of being hayil. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Right, For sure. Right. Sa akin, uh, just uh, yung naisip ko lang from this is 15-16 years na kasi akong tatrabaho eh. Tapos meron akong reflection tungkol sa trabaho ko as a voice actor and also yung business namin. Na in the last 15 years, I could identify quote-unquote coincidences mm-hmm. na nag-lead dun sa mga event, sa mga people, sa mga opportunity, mga ganyan na looking back 15 years, meron pala silang thread na napunta ko nasaan kami ngayon. Mm. And super grateful ako yeah. kasi love na love namin yung trabaho namin eh. Pero yung nga, yung, nga, yung coincidence na to, at hindi lahat magandang event ah. Some of these happened during like really bad times of my life. Pero in hindsight, meron pala talaga siyang thread na natitrace ko. Pero I can only see that looking back 15 years. Yes. Right. And yeah. that's just work. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. go on with mm-hmm. stories ng mga good and bad coincidences sa faith, sa buhay ko, sa Christian, sa ministry. Mm-hmm. Kahit love life ko pa nga, may, may, may kwento pa eh. Uh-uh. Pero anyway, <laughs> reflection ko dun is that alongside with this chapter sa Ruth, is that kung alam ko na yung mga quote-unquote coincidences ay hawak pala ng Panginoon na providence pala niya at hindi siya just chance, how then should I live today? Right. Knowing na I might actually be in the midst of coincidences na baka maliliit nga lang siguro siya pero mm-hmm. actually these small coincidences might be life-altering in the long game. Right, right. Diba? So how should I live now as a follower of God? At nakikita ko dito, yung buhay ng mga characters dito, di ba? Dahil nagtitiwala sila sa Panginoon na hawak ang lahat, how do they respond to that in faith? In their everyday life? Parang to condense it. 
in one question yan. How should I live with intention? Yeah. yeah. Yun yung ginawa nila eh. At sa maganda dito sa story na to, di naman to nangyari sa isang religious venue. Sa bagay, this time wala pang temple. Mm. Of course, the synagogue will be much, much later. Yeah. Pero, you know what? This happened in the workplace. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Kung saan, you know, ordinary people spend most of their lives. Especially in contrast to the workplaces today. Makarinig ka ba ng uh, the Lord bless you pagpasok mo sa office, <laughs> di ba? Di But ba? I think you can also see here like if you have a really Christ-centered boss, it really goes down even to the employees. That's true. You have an employer, godly, that's a good example. And if you are some unknown, faceless employee, but you represent Christ, magiging Ruth ka rin because she was known for her sacrificial love. May impact yung buhay mo if you're living it for God. Regardless if you're at work or you're in church or you're in your house, how do you serve God? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so doon nagtatapos ang discussion namin sa Ruth chapter 2. Abangan ng susunod na kabanata sa Ruth chapter 3. Sa ating next episode coming up in a few weeks. Thank you and God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 God, God bless. Thanks for joining us in the UCM Interface Bible Study Podcast. If you want to know more about our ministry, check out the UCM Interface Facebook page or email us at ucminterface at gmail.com. Join us in Union Church of Manila, Rada, Corner Legaspi, Makati City. Our Sunday services are also on YouTube. Thanks and God bless.